This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another week of Things You Should Know. In today's episode, we're going to talk about tips to help you speak up in public. In other words, public speaking. How do we improve our public speaking skills. Now, the word of even public speaking sometimes just makes a lot of us cringe. Um, There is a statistic out there that talks about over 70% of people, it is very common that we fear public speaking. I definitely have been one of that statistic, part of that statistic, where I fear public speaking for a very, very long time. And even nowadays, even though I have overcome a lot of it and is been able to do public speaking more often and more easily, like in the last two months, I have spoken in front of 500 people within my work, presenting, training different teams and different individuals. And it's gotten much better than years ago. And it was a journey that I went through to really help me overcome and tips that I've learned along the way that really allow me to do this more smoothly nowadays. But it's definitely not easy. And I definitely still fall into that, you know, fear, feeling fear of public speaking and feeling anxious and nervous knowing that I have a speaking engagement coming up. Um, But like many of you, I'm sure, sometimes feels similar ways when you are in a position that you need to either present your ideas or that you have a lot of ideas and things on your mind that you want to present to other people and speak your mind in public, but that fear of public speaking stopping you from doing so. So we're going to talk about that today, and I'm going to share some tips that I have learned along the way that really helped me that might help you as well. Um, so before I get into the tips, I do want to give a bit of a background because I think all of us are different when it comes to um, how comfortable we are, I guess. Not naturally, but, you know, I think an extrovert, for example, it's more known that maybe public speaking, not that extrovert are always going to have an easy time public speaking, but it could be more understandable, right? Like public speaking or just talking in front of their friends or in public might be a little bit easier for an extreme extrovert, for example, than someone that who is an introvert. Um, For me, growing up, I was, I would say I was more of an extrovert. I wasn't fearful or like shy to talk to strangers or just get to know people and ask people questions um, and basically just have conversation going however usually is more in like a (laughs) one-to-one setting so I as much as I was more of an introvert when I was young I never really got exposed to speaking in a large group or have like 
attention all on me when I'm talking. Usually, it's more like one-on-one, smaller groups with people that I'm more comfortable with. Um, and as I grew up more, I turned into, I became not turned into, I became more of an introvert for sure. And now I really very much identify more as an introvert um, in terms of like just, you know, spending time with myself. I, I get energy when I have time to reflect and be by myself, but I am still an extrovert when it comes to speaking with people that I'm very close with, my family, my friends, and all of that. So I still enjoy speaking my mind. Um, So that's kind of like my background where, you know, I wasn't very much exposed to speaking in public. So during my early career, I actually had a lot of trouble um, speaking in meetings and expressing my ideas and my mind, even though I had ideas um, and opinions, but it was very difficult for me to even share them. And during that time, for me, what was holding me back, um, as I recalled, was more is like during that time, fear of public speaking definitely was part of it because I never really had practice speaking in public. And even back in school, when we have to do presentation in front of the entire class, I, yes, get nervous a lot. It was not easy. I didn't like it at all. Uh, but during my school time, that wasn't a common thing. So I, I didn't get that much practice either. Um, so in the very early in my career, as I was mentioning, it was very, very difficult. I remember just being in meetings where if there were questions directed to me, I just would either say yes or no or like one or two words to just answer it and stop it. Like I, I it's just so <laughs> thinking back at it, it was kind of weird because it would be like a question of like, what do you think of this thing? Do you think we should do this? And I would just say like, yeah great idea I think we should proceed or you know like oh no I think this will break it because of that like it was very short answers in the way thinking back now it's like oh like that doesn't sound very great right like when you are in a meeting and you're in a group and certain areas of question is asked in your area of expertise they kind of expect you to elaborate or at least like give your thoughts or opinion but during that time it was like super early in my career and because of that fear of public speaking, that really like disabled me from speaking my mind. And at the same time, I dug deeper during that time of like, why am I, you know, so scared to speak up? I think a, there was two huge block of why I couldn't. And the reason why I'm even sharing this, because I think that what really helped me is understanding what is blocking me from you know what's blocking you from speaking your mind in the first place right like other than the fear of public speaking like other than the fact that like people are listening to you people are looking at you people are watching you what other things are stopping you from speaking your mind I think that's like number one it's like figuring out other than the fear itself of public speaking what other criteria or things are preventing you from speaking your mind because you do want to get to the bottom of that because And there's a reason for it. Like some of the tips that I'm about to give you is is very much related to resolving some of the learnings that you'll figure, you know, that is stopping you from speaking um, your mind in public as well. So for me, the key two things that really I realized during that time I didn't know 
Um, I had an idea, but I never really thought deep on it. But reflecting, you know, as I'm growing in that department, I've learned that there was two areas that really stopped me. One of which is that I was embarrassed of my vocabulary, to be honest. Like, growing up, I just wasn't very much into school. Um, I, well, firstly, I was not born in the United States. I was actually born in a different country, so English was not my first language. So, you know, overall, I would say I, (laughs) like, reading at the time was also not my priority or the thing that I really spent time on. So, my vocabulary is still not great, but back then it was even worse. And I just never felt really confident in speaking in a way that I felt like was it was acceptable. Um, like I, I would speak casually, obviously, with my friends, but there's a way of speaking at work when you, you know, when you like just join a corporation and company, people talk so professionally. And during that time, I just felt like I wasn't able to speak like them. So I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed. And that was kind of like one reason why I didn't feel comfortable speaking up because I felt like I didn't know how to speak the way they do um, at work professionally or like use big words or whatever. And so that stopped me for a while. And the second part was me doubting my knowledge as well, like doubting my ideas and opinion. Like there was a time when I was just starting out in marketing that I felt like the things I knew even at the time maybe it was so obvious to everybody that it's not worth mentioning. And that was a very common theme that I experienced in early in my career in marketing is that there were things that I knew very well and how it worked and how it connected and that, you know, how my ideas could help them achieve the goals that they are hoping for. And for whatever reason, I always felt that the connection that I was able to make was probably also very obvious to everybody else. And so I didn't want to suggest something or say something that it was already on everybody's mind. Um, So that also prevented me from speaking up on my ideas and my opinions because for some reason I kept thinking that these were so obvious because it was obvious to me. And I just thought it was obvious to everybody else that's not even worth mentioning. So I would stop myself from doing that. Um, And of course, later on, I've learned that it's not true um, and that those were very very valuable ideas. So that's when I start sharing them. But during that time, I was doubting myself. So those that really stopped me from speaking up because I wasn't sure if my ideas and opinions were good enough essentially to be shared. So those two things were two that really jumped out during that time of early stage of career of what really stopped me from speaking up other on top of the fear of public speaking. So I have to deal with those kind of like demons on my own through my journey to feel more comfortable in public speaking. And I remember that even in some of the cases early in my career where I knew, like I knew I was going to speak in a certain meeting or like raise up a certain idea, I would frantically um, practice and like prepare for those couple of sentences. And it was very stressful because 
It's like I knew I have something that I really wanted to say, but because of the fear of public speaking, it made me just don't want to say it naturally and like just on the spot in a way. It's like I need to almost like over prepare. And that did, you know, it was it was successful in the sense that it went well, it made sense. Um, usually very positive feedback. So everything was good. But after a while, it was also very tiring because I always felt like, oh my God, like I have to prepare for this again and that. It just made me didn't look forward to participating sometimes in like meeting and discussions because I always feel like I have to like prepare for it rather than just be in the moment and participate. And what really helped me throughout is number one, figuring out that those two things was the two things on top of the fear of public speaking that really blocked me from speaking up. So how do I improve on those, right? Like I need to like improve those two areas to make me feel like, you know what, it's okay. Like it's not, it's kind of like in a way like removing the fault from yourself. Like don't blame yourself firstly you know, if you feel like you're not enough in this department and that's why you don't feel comfortable in speaking up. Like, it's like this overthinking in our head. Like, this idea of me thinking that, okay, my va- uh, my vocabulary is not good enough or the way I speak is not professional enough. Like, all of those was preventing me from actually just speaking in general. It's not like I didn't know how to speak, Right. And I think it's like those kind of thinking made me just doubt myself and undermine myself to a point where it's, you know, it's just me sometimes thinking about those things. And other people are likely not even thinking about any of those. And yet I'm putting that pressure on myself. That's number one. So whatever fear that is contributing to your fear of public speaking, you got to figure out what it is, right? Like it's sometimes it's beyond just this group of people staring at you and you're speaking to a large crowd. There's probably other things aside from that. Because again, like it's very common, um, over 70% or maybe even higher 80%, I forgot the exact percentage, that we all feel fear of public speaking. But I think beyond that, we got to start digging into like what parts of us make us even feel more fearful in doing so figure that out from yourself like your own demons right like figuring what those are what's preventing what's holding you back and then start dissecting and see how you could figure out so for me were those two things and i had to do something you know to improve it some of them you know proactively and some of them naturally kind of came through life So number one, in terms of like vocabulary and like speaking more professionally, um, I didn't actively learn more vocabulary, if that makes sense. What I have learned is that this whole idea of like, oh my God, like you need to know a lot of big words and I, it's not true. That's like one thing I've learned throughout my career as I mature more when I hear people speak, and I'm talking about executives and VP and director, like some of the most amazing speaker in the world, what makes them amazing in speaking is not about those big words and like big vocabulary and these like, wow, words that basically most of us don't even understand what they mean. It's not about these like perfect 
vocabulary or grammar. Like it's not any of that. It's speaking in the way that it's easy to understand. You get your point across, and it's engaging. It's easy to follow. It's like you're connecting to it because it's how you would talk to your friends. It's things that is is not like a teacher <laughs> try to lecture you in monotone. It's not like a robot just talking, right? Like, what made a great speaker great? Most of the time, has nothing to do with these beautiful vocabulary. It's not perfection in English that what you know. Of course, you gotta make it easy to understand and understandable, right? But my fear at the time for me, it's like, oh my god, you know, I know my English isn't perfect. Um, my vocabulary sucks. I'm unable to speak professionally. Like those were the reasons in my head that really stopped me from like speaking too much at work because I don't want them to judge me.、Um, but in real life, and in, and and as I grew in my career, I've learned that that is not what makes a great speaker great. Like those criteria is not what contribute. To a great speaker, that's number one that I start to realize. Number two,、um, it's also that I've also seen and spend the time. And this is actually this here that I'm about to share with you is something that I proactively was doing and practicing. Is that I observed a lot of speakers. I'm talking about speakers in person, right? So if I'm attending. Somebody's meeting, or、um, someone else is presenting, or our CEO or VP or director is presenting. I don't only listen to their content, like what they're saying, but I also observe how they're delivering it, the good and the bad. And I do this as well, like virtually on like、uh, YouTube videos, tech talks,、um, when you know some of my idols are speaking, Michelle Obama, like whoever it is. That I already listen to and naturally like, or is curious and learning more about good or bad topics, subjects, people. Like I just observe when they're delivering a message, and I just mentally start thinking about what I like about their delivery and what didn't I like about their delivery. So that slowly has helped me because when you start to see how people do it in the way that you think is working. You then learn, like, okay, so that is super powerful, right? Like one thing that I've learned through observing from people is also what makes great speaker great is when they speak in a way that's super easy to understand and it's relatable, and they make you feel like they're talking to you, right? Those are the things that you know. There's so many things, but those are the things on top of my mind right now that I could share. And the things that I didn't like, for example, are when people just. Like speak a lot of words without saying anything at all. Like they would just use a bunch of jargon, basically almost like big words or bigger words that sounds like this person is super educated and elegant and what have you. But then when you really think about the content of what they're saying, it's like, what did you just say? And I think there's some like politicians and things like that are very good at that. It's almost like answering a question without answering the question. Um, and some people are really good at that, and I do think it's a skill. You know, sometimes I wish I knew how to do that, like when I want to dodge a question. But that also was something that I was able to identify through observing of like what 
makes a not so good speaker, right? Like if you're trying to get people to understand and get your message across, but you make it so difficult for them to even really figure out like, what did you just say? Like, what's the takeaway of the message, right? Then you didn't succeed in the action that you were hoping to drive from the people because people are confused in what you're just trying to say. So taking the time to observe, like good speak, what's a good speaker to you and what's a bad speaker to you, right? Start watching basically a bunch of people, a bunch of things. And I did this real life and again, like just do virtually, right? I watched a bunch of tech talks. Um, you know, I think um, people that you admire, just watch them do speech delivery. Like how did they do it? What what really compelled to you? And sometimes comedy, like, you know, um, is a great way too that like I think when people are funny and they're relatable and they're authentic and they're just themselves like those are very very good stuff that like when you think like back then when I think of a professional I definitely didn't think about those things right it's just so it's just this um, I would say like cap that I was like covering myself with that I thought people have to speak this way and that way back then and I knew I wasn't that at all so I just thought maybe I shouldn't even try or I shouldn't speak or else I'm going to be exposed in a way like this imposter syndrome, right? It's like, oh my God, if I didn't speak like any other corporate person, I'm going to be quote, quote, exposed where they will see that I don't belong here, basically. So that was kind of like one thing that like helped me not care so much about this whole like professionalism of speaking and having the most correct you know vocabulary or whatever that just didn't matter it's about you know just delivering your ideas in a way that's easy to understand for me um and then another thing that i wasn't proactive in doing but i knew it really did help me is also i went through a stage personally where i actually enjoyed reading a lot um, I went through, you know, a stage, I think f- I still do now, but it started, I would say, almost at this point, like eight years, nine years ago, where I just start having this great love for reading. I read so much. I enjoyed reading so much. Every weekend for almost like six months straight, I would read a book every weekend. I would literally go to Barnes & Noble I spent minimum of three hours there because on average, that's how long it took me to read one book. Um, and yes, I do glance through things that I don't think is super important, but I do read pages and word by word on areas that I do find very interesting. Um, and <laughs> to be honest, that helped me for whatever reason. Also, vocabulary wise just speaking wise like that just helped without me even consciously noticing Um, again I know I'm not perfect by any means but it helped (laughs) from like back then Um, so I was probably much worse than I am now Um, so that helped that helped and honestly that helped helped me gain confidence and one thing I know I do naturally, and I'm sure all of you do as well, is you also just learn to adapt in your surroundings, right? So if you start to surround yourself in an environment where everybody talked in a certain way, it's like even if you just put yourself in a different country, like if you're in America and you put yourself in France or in any other country, honestly, long enough, you will start to adopt to their 
uh, language and the way they talk in some way, one another, slowly but surely. And same same thing, right? Like after I was in the working environment for so long and been in like a ton of meeting in the way that people speak a certain way in terms of professionalism or how I at least consider as professionalism, of course, I picked up a couple things and you start to then speak like some of them. Um, so that then I guess you could say also helped me in building confidence in what it is. Um, so that, you know, helped me f- with the first part of the idea of like professionalism and vocabulary. Um, the second part that I was having trouble that I had to conquer through is when I continuously doubt my ideas and my opinions and my contribution, right? So like one of the reasons why I didn't speak up that much because I had this inside me where I always felt like every idea and everything that I could think of was just so obvious to everybody else. And maybe to a certain extent it is. But you know, due time, I also realized that that is almost just everybody's ideas. And you know, and what I mean is like, when other people share their ideas and their opinion, it's not like every day that I'm floored by someone's ideas and opinion. And maybe the way that I'm sounding right now is not coming off well, like I'm conceited. I'm, that's not my intention at all. But I'm trying to share with you because this like observation really helped me realize that I'm not unique in that sense either, right? It's like when I hear other people share their ideas and their opinions and their proposal, it's nothing groundbreaking. So it made me feel like when I need to share my ideas and, you know, proposal, it doesn't need to be groundbreaking either. Because what have stopped me in the past to even share them is because I always thought that maybe they're so obvious, maybe everybody knew that of course this is a way to solve. And that stopped me from sharing because I thought it had to be groundbreaking. Like in order for me to share my idea, I thought it has to be something that nobody else could think of or something. And I was giving myself like a really hard time in that sense where like if it's not so 100% perfect and this great idea, you should just not share it almost, right? But it's realizing that it's okay. It doesn't have to be this groundbreaking, amazing, nobody have ever thought of it idea. And then another thing that really helped me realize that it's okay is also, to be honest, like I went to so many different conferences during that time. I was very grateful that a lot of the jobs that I was part of was able to bring me along to a lot of these work conferences because through those, I also have heard many speakers, right? Like when you go to an event or a conference, there's many, many great speakers that are involved and you get to attend many different sessions and hear people speak in their ideas. And one thing that I've learned through those experiences that really helped me as well is also hearing what other people have to say. And again, like this realization of like, you know, of course there will be things I'm like, wow, that's very innovative. That's amazing. I never thought of that. And there will be, you know, many topics that it's like, best practice are things that like, of course, right? Of course we should implement it, of course. Like it just is nothing groundbreaking, but it's like almost like a reminder and a refresher of of these things that we should all be doing in our industry. 
and just saying it in a way that it's very easy to understand and easy to grab on and you just see everybody's reaction the audience including myself we're like taking notes we're taking pictures of the slides and everything and you could just see how much people appreciate these guidance and best practices though they're not again groundbreaking innovative like always type of that type of you know ideas so i think that seeing that at scale also really helped me come to the conclusion that like it's okay what i want to share with the group of people it doesn't have to be this like five star amazing thing but of course still be at value right like like you still have a purpose of sharing them and you'll be surprised and here's what i have gathered right like i realize that i do put myself in a pretty high standard of like okay if i'm going to say this i hope it really works like 100% and i'm really hard on myself on that and i realize i need to also loosen that up like it's okay if it's not 100% perfect if it could still help people by just reminding them like if the person already know amazing it would just be a reminder if someone happens to not know then they're learning something new and that's something that i've learned is that out like you'll be surprised how many people actually didn't think the way you did and didn't come to the same conclusion that you did so when you think that is so obvious to you it might not be obvious to other people but so you think that oh you know everybody should already know this not helpful you could be surprised like you could be wrong like other people could learn so much from you and i think with that mindset and just seeing this at scale of how many people still find you know at the minimum like best practices reminder as helpful and to the maximum it could be people who never even came to those realizations so they're going to learn a lot from you i think it's that that really helped me that realization really helped me then start sharing my opinions and my ideas even though yeah i'm not sure if these are like the most innovative things ever that anybody have ever said or the greatest idea even but it's okay to share them and a lot of times are are great like you you know i've seen great feedback and so i think you guys will be surprised as well on just how appreciative people people are to your opinions and your ideas um and that again was a journey right it didn't happen overnight and it took it took time to learn and get exposed and all of that and and what helped me i think is this curiosity mindset that i had is like public speaking has always been something that i knew deep down in my heart i want to always improve on and continue to improve on even at this stage of my life i want to continue to improve and do better and better and better and it's always something that i'm curious to learn more on right so all of these observation and learnings it was not completely intentional but it definitely was powered by that curiosity that i had in me so if you're going through a period of time right now where you're like uh i really wish that i could get better at speaking my mind in public and do this in public and say this in public and do this speech or do this presentation you have to really do put in the work and it doesn't have to be like you standing in front of people and just do it all the time uh, though i do think it's a good practice now here's the thing with me i want to tell you this story because in the very early of this stage of me learning 
I did ask a couple, like, I guess, mentors or people of like, how, how, you know, when I see really good speaker, a coworker, I think I probably have asked like, oh my God, you're so good. Like what, how, what helped you? Like, well, how, how does, how does it work for you? And one of the most common feedback that all of you probably have heard is like, practice makes perfect. You just got to keep doing it. And I remember when I thought of that, I I honestly hated that (laughs) so much because it's like, so you're telling me if I just keep doing this thing that I hate doing, I would just magically become better at it. Like, I just, one, hated the idea because I already hate public speaking. So it's like, you're telling me in order for me to even get better at it, I have to keep doing. And then every time I do it, I'm just like crazily overly preparing. You know, it's just this stressful idea. So I really hated that. And though I do think it's like, there's some truth to it. It's not completely true because I also realized that if I've never gone through the other learnings, like digging into like, what are the other blocks that are blocking me from speaking in public other than the fear of public speaking, I would have never overcome those fear and feel even more confident in the way I speak and what I speak about, right? So I think it's beyond just the idea of practicing always. Um, though, I again, I do think practicing helps. Um, and I could tell you this, when I do have big presentation that I have to go through, when I define, the way I define big is either I am speaking to a very, very large audience that I really care about, or or if it's in person, <laughs> or um, not that I never care about the audience, but they're just audiences that are more relaxed, right? It's like not that serious, if that makes sense. So it's okay to speak casually and on the spot. Um, but that's like one thing I think about it's like how serious the meeting needs to be. And the second is also like, um, the audience in a way, like, are they grading me? Am I going to be, you know, uh, like at work again, this is all at work. So if it's like, I'm presenting to our CMO and our like VP for the very first time, yes, I'm probably going to put in more work. Right. But there again, will be instances where it's more relaxed um but I think um what I was trying to say is that like you do want to understand yourself and and learn beyond just like the fear of public speaking to dig deep and also the whole idea of practice yes it does help because when I am put into as I was saying when I was put into this situation now even when it's to a very large audience or audience that I know really like matters to me at this point, I actually do practice still. And the way I practice is that like right right before the presentation, I give myself right now at least minimum one hour to just run the presentation by myself. Yeah, like speaking, you know, to myself, basically, like I would just start the presentation as if I'm already presenting to someone and just go speak it at least once or twice so that by the time you actually need to speak in front of that audience you trust me you'll feel much more warmer and comfortable because it's not the actual first time that you have done it by all means for those who have a lot of practice like when again the the audience in my mind is more relaxed and it's more casual I don't need to do that rehearsal in that sense like right before I just usually go for it and I don't know if you're like this too I think most of us are it's like 
when you are more relaxed, you sometimes you do better, <laughs> to be honest, right? So it's like you're not nervous. You're you know that you're in an audience that you trust, and you know that this is a very casual meeting. For example, you could be yourself and you speak like yourself, and things just come to you very naturally. That is great, you know. So you don't actually need to practice a lot at all, or rehearse, and you're able to really speak very well naturally. And sometimes, honestly, for me, I love that more. Like when I'm just so relaxed and not nervous, basically like not phased by the audience and the expectation that I feel from it. And sometimes I feel like I do the best when I don't feel that way. It's just what when the nerve get the best of us, right? And that's the whole concept of the fear of public speaking is when we do feel nervous and then like how to cope with that. Uh, but if you do have moments where you don't feel like you need to practice because you are like very just relaxed, great. You know, take advantage of that and just speak your mind in those situations. It's when you feel nervous and you want to have a way to cope and also like practice and improve then you know those are the tips that have helped me that I hope it helped you too um so yeah so practice yes and here's another thing that I want to share with you because I have actually taken one of those like master classes as well like I think the one that I have taken actually was from Dale Carnegie and for those of you who doesn't you know have never heard about Dale Carnegie Dale Carnegie um is well I guess one is a is a public speaking school or training and two, they also have written books. So like, if you guys have heard of this book of like, uh, oh my god, I can't remember the exact title name right now, but it's like, um, how to influence friends and people, right? Like, basically, how do you influence and get more friends and um, influence people? I forgot the exact name, but I think you know what I mean. The f- infamous book. It's wonderful, by the way. I love the book. Uh, but basically... Dale Carnegie is the author of the book and um, they also have I call it school but I think it's like courses like they have certificates and all of that I think I've taken one of their courses if it's not Dale Carnegie exactly it's another one that's very close to that but anyway so I actually took in one of those public speaking master class because my previous work offered um, that um, as like a course of self-improvement that we could take so work cover the expense um, and I was super interested to improve my public speaking so definitely I signed up and I remember taking that course and I think it was like a I wanted to say it was a one week course but I don't remember going there every single day I think I was there for like two days I think uh, but anyway it was a course it was a small group it was about like 10 of us and doing that course some of the parts yes the the instructor talks about like best practices and things like that but then pretty much half of the other part they make you speak um that was the whole thing basically like their idea or like what I recall of it it's like practice is a very important part and I remember when they make us speak kind of like on the spot they'll just ask you they'll just talk about this topic um and go kind of thing and I just remember when they did that I was super nervous um because there's some of my coworkers in that class too by the way so that made me more nervous I think if they weren't in there just nobody that I knew again it would just put me in a more relaxed environment because I would not feel judged at all but I think it it's good that some of my coworkers are in there because again 
the whole idea that I felt like I needed to improve because I do get nervous when is in the situation where I feel like I am being judged. Um, so they put you on the spot. They ask you to just talk about, you know, a topic. Usually there will be a topic. I think one of them they asked about, like, what was the project that you were very proud of or something? And everybody would go up given, I think, like, maybe 10 minutes to talk about the topic. And here's the thing. They record you. They record you with a video camera in the back of the room. So it would just be you standing up to also. It cannot be sitting down. You have to stand up on your feet. You know, I think they give you like a whiteboard in the back if you want to write stuff. But you pretty much just stand in front of everybody in the center, in front of like the 10 other people and the instructor. And the instructor just tell you like, okay, go. And they'll record you. And after they record you, you basically, once you're done, you go into another room with another like instructor friend and they will show you that recording of yourself. Now here's is what's interesting because you never really think about how you look when you're speaking in front of people, right? Because you're just thinking about, oh my God, you know, my message, things like that. You never really think about how you looked, how you stood, how, what your hand gestures are. Um, are you looking at people? Are you not looking at people? So I thought it was really interesting. It was really insightful in that sense that like, oh yeah, like I never really thought about how I was going to be perceived when I am speaking in front of other people. Now, mind you, nowadays, of course, we have so many virtual meetings, especially now, right? Everything that we do, well, most of us like um, that are working from home or even like in the office, some of our meetings are just virtual meetings, right? We just, you know, do Zoom calls or Google Meet and what have you. And um, so, I mean, it's still a certain way of public speaking that you might not pay attention to how you are being perceived or look like or sound. And so it's really enlightening to watch myself, like how I stood. I was like, wow, like, I don't like that I am, I think I was like putting too much weight in like one of my legs, one of my feet, and I just felt like I was slouching a little bit. Um, but also I was able to see the things that I really liked, like eye contact, it looked like I was looking at the audience and things like that. So I thought it was really, really cool learning. So that's number one thing that I would recommend for those of you who's like very interested in improving public speaking, try recording yourself ideally standing up if you do do a lot of like standing up type of public speaking but if you want to do just sitting down you're okay too if that's the majority of the you know ways that you do public speaking um and just listen to yourself right very helpful when you listen to yourself because you think sometimes you sound a certain way and you didn't say too many fluff words <laughs> like um like right i know let me tell you i sometimes do listen back to my podcast i'm like oh god i'm saying too much of these three words i need to stop um so highly recommend that you do rewatch yourself to hear yourself listen to yourself look at yourself right so you could also reference the good habits and the bad habits um, so highly recommend that. That was probably like one of the biggest learning from those masterclass was 
uh, re-watching yourself. So you're able to actually hear how you sound, how you look, and all of that. So you could actually able to see your bad habits and your good habits. Um, so those overall was super helpful for me, mixed with figuring out, again, asking myself, what is stopping me from doing public speaking beyond those two things? I mean, sorry, beyond the fear of public speaking, and then really d- 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 digging deep into conquering those and none of which happened overnight again like honestly it, it was like courses of years um to really come to the stage that i am now which again i am still improving every day i'm by no means perfect but i would say i am much more confident in my presentation than i have ever been before and i have been pre- present <laughs> presenting a lot more often than i have ever been before as well um under and that's mixed with so many things right understanding that how important it is to speak about my projects um so many things i talked about in my previous podcast right like to share your ideas with the mindset of helping people and not to just like show off or anything like that because those things was was stopping me from even wanting to talk about myself or my project and things so changing your mindset, learning how to communicate your thoughts and in ways that really, again, what's the value that you're adding to your audience, right? Like people listen to you. Yes, sometimes if you're like famous or something, people just want to get to know you and who you are. But most of the time, people want to learn something from you or that they're, you know, trying to relate to you. And so you be, want to be mindful of the listeners, the people on the other side. Um, so, I mean, that's important too, right? Like, hopefully, you know, the reason why you're even trying to communicate the things that you want to communicate to a public audience is because you want to either influence them in some way or have them do an action. And in order, in order for them to actually do that and feel that, they need to either be able to relate to what you're saying or feel inspired to what you're saying or agree and learn something to what you're saying and see what you're saying in something of value. So to be a great speaker and to, or at least be able to speak your mind freely is you want to feel confident in what you're saying, right? So there is going to be a level of preparation where you're going to think about how you're going to go about and communicating your thoughts in ways that make sense to them, right? So you got to know your content. I think that's number one. And then just start again, like have the mindset is that you're just trying to help. You're trying to, you know, help these people that's listening to you. It's not about you. I think that's also another important thing. Say remove yourself as this like center star of the show. Because sometimes it's easy. You hear me say in my previous podcast, it's like we all think we're like our own star in our own movie. And so when we public speak, to people, we think, oh my God, everyone's looking at me. They care about me. They care about what I have to say. Me, me, like, no, (laughs) unfortunately not. Like you're just anybody else. Like just like how sometimes when you're like kind of in your own head in a meeting, people speak, you're like not fully paying attention, but unless they say something like very, very interesting, then you kind of listen. But most of the time it's just like very passive, very just like passing. Not that I don't pay attention to what other people saying. That's not what I mean. But it's just not that serious. You know, you don't like, oh my God, what is this person saying? Like, why is this person stuttering? Like, no, I don't think that. You know, it's just, it's fine. It's normal. So sometimes like removing that layer 
in your own head thinking that like oh my god everyone's staring at you everybody cares about you know there's like a little bit of like a spill in, in your shirt like no like most people don't even notice and care and once you like if you do mess up they really really are not thinking about you <laughs> after like slightly a, a second after that meeting or even like right after you did that what you think it's a huge mistake which most people don't even think about it so it's like just you know again removing that attention from yourself and really just like um dedicate what you're saying to them like the focus more on them um and that and and knowing that it's okay if it's completely like it, it like honestly to me one thing is like it's okay if it's completely a flop like if it's a fail if it's if it's done bad who cares because here's another thing is that it's not like it's every day that's like I, I i like think oh my god every single one of the people that i've ever met in my work are like great 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 speaker you know it's okay so that's what i mean too it's like you know there's none of that expectation on you so don't put that expectation on yourself that like you gotta be the best speaker ever gonna say the most valuable elegant way like no like it's fine you know just be casual it's okay sometimes being able to just speak very casually like you are to your friend or the sometimes the most like well received um speech and conversation and ideas because they're able to just understand you so easily um one thing to remember too this whole idea of like speaking professionally like don't seriously don't take it too seriously about that i wish i could like tell my younger self to be like chill out about that it's about being relatable to be honest like that is what gets people um so if you like for example when i have a vp that i'm listening to or like our cmo or whoever past vp or whatever the people that i am the most floored and wow are the people that are able to speak just like honestly anybody in real life like the way they talk they don't like use a bunch of jargons and like basically sounds like a news person it's just straight up like my aunt or <laughs> my you know someone i expi- inspire from like my idol my friend um you know it's just great like the way they talk is easy to understand and you, and you, you know that saying about like um some of the greatest um lectures and communicators and like it's like they write in i think i forgot like uh sixth grade level fourth grade level i don't know but now it's almost like a requirement i think if you're like a journalist or like you're a certain kind of author and you have a certain kind of like audience in mind you want to write in like no nothing above like a fourth grader um (laughs) um when it comes to like writing for someone to understand I forgot the exact grade or whatever, but I think the whole idea is that you do want to write and speak in ways that most people can understand you, even the fourth grader or sixth grader or whatever. Um, And that, I think, is key in the goal. Because what is the whole point of someone speaking and having a presentation and all of it if nobody could even understand what you're trying to really say? And most people are people, regardless of if they're a VP, a CXO, or you know director doesn't matter manager doesn't matter they're just people and people speak in casual languages all the time right like of course there's you know maybe certain slang 
or whatever that you don't want to use at work but to a certain extent like it's fine like if, you, if that's who you are and how you speak as long as you are communicating your thoughts and you're respectful to people it's fine it's fine I think now more than ever it's more accept acceptable in so many ways and more than anything you know people want to learn what's like the new thing um so yeah be yourself dig dig deep within yourself that like what are some things that are stopping you from wanting to share your ideas and speaking in public and then have ways in like proactively find ways to change that and conquer those and also do your own um due diligence right like observe great speakers that you admire find out and observe what are the things that they're doing great what are the things that they could do better and also watch other people and things that are not so great speakers and like realize what are the bad things that you don't want to do yourself if you want to go through an extra step yeah like practice record yourself in speaking for important meetings i do encourage you to practice and do more in you know like improving yourself in that way okay i know this is podcast is going very long and i feel like i could talk about this all day because i personally have spent so much time in this topic in my own life for my own self and there are just so many almost like tips as i'm speaking i'm like oh my god i want to tell you more about this and that so i think i'm gonna do that in another episode where i actually will dive deep with you like how i would go about in creating you know like preparing for a big presentation because i remember before i would like prepare everything word by word and it's like a no no don't do that if you're prepping everything word by word and you're just like memorizing and you're just reading don't do it and we'll get into next time when i we've dived into it like the tips and tricks that you could do to make it so much easier and sound way more natural and help you just like remember what you're going to say and not like miss the key things that you want to say better um also love to hear more from you all like what are some of the topics that you would love for me to talk about um reach out to me on my instagram at real things you should know and i would love to hear from you all soon talk to you next week bye <music>